Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations, finding out how they serve our community and getting updates on current projects. A very big event for Tucson is coming up. So the first portion of today's program, I am speaking with... I'm TJ Jeskowitz, Executive Director, El Torta Tucson. Well, I think it's best to start at the very beginning. We're approaching the 38th annual El Tour de Tucson, which means for many folks, there has always been an El Tour de Tucson. Can you tell me a little bit about how this now huge event got started? Well, it happened, like you said, 38 years ago, and it was basically just an opportunity for people to get together and ride around the city of Tucson. So Richard D. Bernardis started this event. He was a founder um, back in you know back in the 80s, and and basically invited people to come enjoy all the great things that had to do with Tucson. Little by little, this event has flourished and bringing thousands of people from all over the world. Uh, it, it's happened pretty much every uh, Thanksgiving or the weekend before Thanksgiving up until this last year. So it's been pretty consistent. Uh, always that, that weekend before Thanksgiving, it becomes a homecoming of sorts, a uh, family reunion of sorts. But uh, it is just one of the absolute treasures of the bike industry to have this event happening in November in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Has it always been? a charity ride even from the the very beginning probably not from the very beginning but it quickly caught on that hey there there needs to be some good attached to just a bike ride so over the years over a hundred million dollars have been raised to help local charities and Arizona charities so that's one thing that we're very proud of the fact that it's not just a bike ride it helps and this year we have probably about 50 nonprofits that'll be involved with El Torre de Tucson some of them riding some of them raising funds for their for their nonprofit uh, but no matter what they're they're out there having a good time and if they can raise some money for their cause is a great thing so like you had it said that the main purpose now behind El Torre is raising money for charity and you had mentioned some numbers uh 2019, that was when you reached that milestone. Is that correct? Huge milestone. I think it was about $5 million that was brought in dur- during that year alone so to push it over, wow. to push it over $100 million. And so, and that's, you know, basically there's a lot of riders that, that come from all over the world and, you know, there might be some people that are sponsoring them to ride that'll go to that cause. So it's not coming into El Tor to Tucson, but going directly to those charities. And so real proud of the fact that we can help a lot of great causes out there. Yeah. So you say all over the world. Um, what's the furthest that you know of someone <laughs> coming to ride? Oh, you know, there's continents that, that you have to look on the globe and find out where they are. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's not your just typical garden variety of, of Canada, Mexico. So when you've got people from, you know, various European countries, um, you know, countries in Africa and, you know, just just places that you're definitely taking a plane trip over yeah. here. And so uh, so when you start seeing some of those places, oh, you know, they're coming from Italy or Germany, you know, it's just really cool to have all those cultures coming to partake in El Torre mm-hmm. Tucson. Uh, so can you tell me a bit of what the registration process is like? Uh, from what I understand, you don't necessarily have to do the entire route yeah. like if well, there's all types of rides. So, I mean, little as one mile <laughs> for people to say, hey, I've, I rode El Torre mm-hmm. Tucson. So there's a family fun ride, which is either one mile, 
five miles or 10 miles. So those are the really short distances. People come with their their children or grandchildren or, or you know, they just want to get out there and ride. Um, then we have the longer rides, which are 28 miles, 57 miles, or 102 miles. Now, if you're riding 102 miles, you don't just wake up this morning and say, hey, I think I'll ride yeah. 102 this weekend. So those people train. There's people that ride it really fast, and there's people that ride it to enjoy it. And they're, you know, taking in the scenery, talking to people, all that kind of stuff. So you've got both ends of the spectrum, people that do it as a race, because it is a race to many people. But it's also their enjoyment of just, hey, I just want to go out and ride 100 miles today. Do you know of what like the fastest record is so far for all tours? Oh, you know, <laughs> when you look at the, the, you know, every year the route kind of changes mm-hmm. a little bit. So it's hard to compare apples to apples, mm-hmm. but these people are riding their bicycle somewhere in that ballpark of 27, 28 miles an hour. And so if you think about that, yeah, over like just under you know, the limit of speedway. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's under four hours for them to complete the 100 miles. And so when you when you think about that, you know, what they're actually going out and accomplishing and, and keeping up that pace of, of 20, you know, 27 miles an hour. It's it's these are world class athletes mm-hmm. that are that are competing at that level. Yeah. And so uh, kind of back to the registration process. So from what I understand, you get to raise money for, you know, your specific organization. Do you have to uh, specify one single like nonprofit that you're raising money for or can you have a couple or how does that work so there's a couple of different ways that people register there's people that just say you know what i just want to ride mm-hmm. and and you know what i have no interest in raising for this event for a nonprofit mm-hmm. or a charity so you can ride just to ride or you can sign up to raise funds for a nonprofit. So it's either it's one of those those categories right when right when you sign up. Um, they can pick from about fifty different charities uh, on our website right now, and it's all over the place. There's there's great causes. There's there's things that are fighting you know various um, you know diseases such as juvenile diabetes, mm-hmm. or you know there's there's ones like Easter Seals that have been raising funds. There's also teams like Rotary that have a different, um, you know, their their whole thing is about, hey, can we cure polio mm-hmm. overseas? So, so there's if you look at the different nonprofits from children to seniors to, you know, just various causes, there's something for everyone to get get involved in. But there is a and there is a, a primary beneficiary, uh, correct? Uh, correct. So the Children's Hospital right here in Tucson is our main beneficiary. So twenty dollars from every entrance into El Tor de Tucson will be handed over to the Children's Hospital. And so, you know, Banner Hospital, Banner University of Medicine is our is our title sponsor, and the Children's Hospital there is our main beneficiary. Uh, you'd mentioned there were over 50 charities, and those you can check out what those are on the website. Yeah, eltortetucson.org. If you look under the nonprofits, um, it's, it's just amazing. And like I said, all of them aren't, um, you know, ones that are fighting, you know, child diseases mm-hmm. or anything like that. Some of them are uh, like Ben's Bells yeah, and, and different. Know. There's even one on there, the Dallas Cowboys of Old Pueblo, um, which I'm not, not exactly sure what they're all about, but it sounds like they do some great stuff. There are people that root for the Cowboys, but <laughs> they they put their money where their mouth uh-huh. is and raise funds for some great causes. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with TJ, the executive director for El Tour de Tucson. 
So I'd like to kind of shift to the actual route. Uh, although tour has been happening for nearly four decades, sometimes it kind of sneaks up on you. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, gosh, this road is closed. What's going on? Where am I going? Can you tell me a bit about this year's route? Sure. Well, there's a couple of different routes. Mm-hmm. The 28-mile route starts up in Marana over at Heritage Park and Gladden Farms. And it basically snakes down south along Silver Bell and kind of loops around a mountain and comes into downtown. So that's our shortest route. The other routes, the 57 and the 102, go out Aviation Parkway. They go um, around down to Old Spanish Trail, down, to, you know, they go along the, the Boneyard. Um, and then they're going to come eventually down to Sauterita. They're going to go around the mines uh, down there. They're going to see just miles and miles of pecan trees. Uh, and then they're going to come up north on Nogales Highway as they end the ride. So so going down to Sauterita, Green Valley, those are areas that we haven't been in the past. Um, and people are going to take a look and say, are we still in Arizona? When you start <laughs> to see all the green that's down there, I think they call yeah. it Green Valley for a reason. Because when you have just miles and miles of pecan trees, it's a little bit different than, you know, when you're along the Rincon Mountains and you look up and you see saguaro cactuses and different things like that. So so by the time they ride 102 miles, they're going to see some amazing landscapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little bit challenging for them. Uh, but when it's all said and done, they're going to have just a wonderful time on the bike. They're going to meet some great people and then when they actually pull into Armory Park to finish their ride uh, they're going to be awarded with the medal and just a, uh, a fun atmosphere at the Expo and Fiesta mm-hmm. and anyone's invited to come down and enjoy all that stuff with the Expo. Yeah that's kind of what I wanted to uh, ask about as well since one of the best parts of going on a big ride is ending that mm-hmm. big ride. Can yeah. you tell me a bit more about like the post ride party and sure. what's going on? Well, even leading up before the ride, we've got bands on Thursday night and Friday night that'll be playing. We've got Badlands that is playing, and this is all free. There's a a 1055 uh, beer garden that's happening. So if you want to just come and enjoy some of those festivities, you can. Gigi and the Glow are playing on Friday night, again, free for all. Uh, and then post-ride, we've got the Mossman Band that's playing. So we've got music and entertainment. you got a beer garden. you got food. You can go out there and cheer your, your relatives on, your friends on. Or, you know, if you just want to come out and, and, and uh, you know, wish people well, come have some fun. And there's other kinds of food, too. If you don't like the beer garden, there's ice cream and different things like that. So we want people, you know, this is Tucson's event. So mm-hmm. come out. Cheer people on. Enjoy a, a beautiful November afternoon out there at El Tor de Tucson. And it's great for it, that that oddball family member that isn't the rider. But sure. you can still get to take like take part in the festivities with your family who are going out on the ride. Um, so since there wasn't an El Tour in 2020, was there something else that uh, like perimeter bicycling did instead? Or did you just shift focus to planning for this year? Well, originally we thought we could host the event in the springtime. Mm-hmm. And so we looked at, can we push it back into April? And not knowing what was going on with the pandemic exactly, you know, how long is this going to last? Like pretty much everyone in the entire world you know, mm-hmm. looked and said, okay, this thing is only going to last for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Obviously it didn't. So we pushed it back to April originally. And then when it became apparent that it wasn't going to be safe to host the event in April, we started focusing on, okay, let's make sure we do a bang-up job 
for mm-hmm. November 2021. And so all the riders that originally signed up to, to ride in 2020, we just rolled them over mm-hmm. to 2021. Um, there's a lot of pent up, um, uh, I guess, demand to, yeah. to do a ride because we're having just, just great turnout so far. And people are excited to get back on the bike and, and enjoy all the great things that happen at El Tour de Tucson. Do you have uh, an estimate right now as to how many people have signed up uh, for this year's event? So at this point, and this is really when they're coming in mm-hmm. fast and furious, we're at 4,400 registrations. And so we're trending for about 7,000 to 7,500 participants. In 2019, we had 5,000 total. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a much bigger event than we've had uh, in the last couple of years. Probably haven't seen numbers like this in over a decade. Mm-hmm. And so we're expecting uh, a full house, uh, lots of people coming to enjoy. And the neat thing I've already seen that we have riders from all 50 states, various countries that are coming as well. Um, and I'd say two out of three people are from outside the state of Arizona. So so it's definitely a tourism event, mm-hmm. bringing people from from all over the world. So I saw on your website as well that there is some uh, apparel and merchandise as well for sale. Is that part of the fundraising as well or is that uh, promote like to promote El Tour as a big event? It's more or less to promote El mm-hmm. Tour. People want to have a, a little piece of El Tour when they go back home or if they're from here, they like showing off, hey, this is this is my ride. Mm-hmm. And so we've got some just really neat things, some some cycling apparel. Um, we had the amazing artist, muralist Joe Paget design mm-hmm. this year's jersey. You've seen Joe's artwork all over town. He's one of the top muralists, I've, I think, anywhere in the world. Um, but he designed our cowboy and senorita uh, designed on our jersey with the animals on the back riding bikes. Um, so that has been an absolute popular jersey. We've got other things, you know, if people want to, you know, a t-shirt or a hat, all that stuff will be available at the expo. So, so come out to the expo again, there's no admission or anything like that. If you want to, if you want to pick up one of those neat merchandise things, they'll be all at the expo and fiesta. Yeah, it's one of those you definitely recognize the art, those bicycles with the animals. It's very notable. Is there a uh, a cutoff for registration? So the, the week of, you can register up until the week of, and then when it gets down to that last Thursday and Friday, you have to do it at the expo. Okay. And because we've got to be prepared for, you know, how many people are, are going to be coming to the event, all our timing people. I mean, there's so many things that go into planning for a safe and enjoyable event. So lots of the stuff's already arriving. Like they, we had a, a shipment of metals that came in, and I think there was over a, a, literally a ton of metals. When I say a ton, we we lifted boxes of of just just thousands of metals that are ready, nice shiny metals that are going to be awarded uh, in a few short weeks. So so if you are thinking about it, uh, by the end of the month, the, the rates go up a little bit. So if you are thinking about you know, riding El Tour de Tucson, you know, certainly get that entry fee in early and save you a few dollars. Mm-hmm. So last minute, you will need to be in person at Armory Park at the Correct. Expo. Uh, so can you just give a rundown of the, the need to knows? So this year's event is uh, November 20th. Yeah. And uh, what are the times and... Sure. So our big our big ride goes off at seven o'clock in the morning. So that's the 102 miles that's going to go all over uh, the community. Uh, fun rides go off at eight o'clock in the morning. 
At 10 o'clock, we have our 57-mile ride. And then at noon from Marana, we have our 28-mile event. So, so all throughout the morning, we have riders that are taking off. So if you're out there, if you're a motorist and you come up across, hey, you know, we got, got this big race coming and you're sitting at a traffic light, you know, keep in mind, these are, these are people. These are your neighbors. These are your friends. You know, people are, are out there enjoying. But they're also raising some great funds. And so, um, yeah, it might take you an extra traffic light or so to get through that intersection. But, but keep in mind, you know, these are, these are good people out there on the bike doing what they absolutely love. And they're also raising some great fun. So, so, you know, keep understanding that, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to delay your trip a little bit, but, uh, and you can see the big smiles on their face. So maybe you'll think about joining us the next year. Mm -hmm. And you already have the route uh, available. So you could go look up what it is ahead of time. Absolutely. All the routes are at ltortotucson.org. You can take a look and see. And there's some people that are like, hey, you know, is this going to affect us if we have an emergency in our neighborhood or something like that? I can tell you this. If there is an emergency, you know, the riders understand they need to pull off, let the emergency vehicles pass. So anything like that, there's no need to worry. We're working with hundreds, literally hundreds of law enforcement officers from as far north as Marana, as far south as, you know, down in Green Valley, uh, Pima County uh, does a great job. City of Tucson does a great job. All those municipalities working together to make sure that we can have a safe and enjoyable event. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add on before we wrap up? You know, just come out. I mean, even if you can't ride, just come cheer people on because it um, after riding, 100 miles or if that's the longest ride that 28 miles the longest event that last 100 yards or so that you can cheer them on and put a smile on their face just come out and uh, i think you'll kind of understand that they have a lot of fun on these bikes and so if they if you see them having fun maybe think about getting a bike and getting out there it's a great healthy activity for people to get involved in um, lots of people are, are willing to help you out to, to learn and understand about biking um, but like i said if you can't come out on a bike come out and cheer them on mm-hmm. and, and have some fun at the fiesta at armory park absolutely post ride check out the beer garden <laughs> well tj i really appreciate you taking this time to get us all up to date with the upcoming 38th annual el tour de tucson really appreciate your time thanks Riley. you're listening to lifestyle tucson that was tj jeskowitz the executive director for el tour de tucson for the next portion of today's program i'm speaking with cody's friends charity They are in their 10th year of helping provide pet food to those in need and have a big pet food drive coming up next Saturday, November 13th. I'm speaking with... Yeah, I'm Amber Allen, and I would be the director. This is a big year for Cody's Friends Charity reaching the 10-year milestone, and I'd kind of like to start by rewinding a little bit to those beginning days. Who is Cody, and how did Cody's Friends Charity get started? Well, Cody's my son. And when Cody was in the fifth grade, he did a report, he had to choose his hero. His hero was President John F. Kennedy. So he did a report in school and he he brought it home. It was already graded, everything. And I said, I'd love to hear it. And so there's a quote in that that says, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. And he got done reading this and he goes, what am I doing for my country? So, I will tell you that very day, he said, he said, you know, I want to help people and I want to help pets. 
So he came up with a name for it. He came up with how he was going to do it. He started, uh, he made five flyers that afternoon, passed them out in the neighborhood. And that Saturday, we drove to those houses and there was pet food on their front porch. So that was the beginning. And it, it gradually, you know, the next Saturday he made 20 flyers. <laughs> And gradually, then his sister made him a Facebook page and a website, and it just grew and grew. So for four years, we picked up donations on front porches, and then we hand-delivered it to adoption events, to the, to the animal rescue groups. So what is it like now, 10 years after, I guess, what, what exactly do you do now that it's gotten bigger and it's more than just door to door picking up? You know, we, we don't do that door to door anymore because we now have last year, Riley, we uh, supplied 1.5 million pounds of pet food and pet supplies to people in need with pets. As far as the community goes, we have 48 human service agencies that come to Cody's friends to pick up pet food for the people in need that come to them. Um, in addition, the entire county, <laughs> people in need in the county that, that wish to come there can come directly and get pet food for their pets. It's grown dramatically more than we ever dreamed, but it's still very grassroots. Mm -hmm. We still have no paid admin. We started that way and we're still that way because we want every dime that people donate to go into helping people in need with pets. So we have 20 volunteers. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was wondering. So who all is running Cody's Friends? It's just the 20 individuals? Those volunteers. Um, our family, of course, is involved. And most of those volunteers have been there at least for the last seven years. And they're all very, very involved. And, you know, they know exactly what's going on and what, what we all need to do. We all work together. And we, it's, we've made it happen. And thanks to those volunteers, without them, we couldn't have. What are some of the organizations that you work with supplying pet food? Oh, my goodness. So pretty much all the food banks. Uh, the Marana Food Bank alone takes, it depends on us for three to 4,000 pounds a month. Uh, Interfaith Community Services, the uh, Z Mansion, Greater Little Town, the, Great, the Caridad Kitchens, the Casa Maria Soup Kitchen the uh, neighborhood food pantry, uh, that's to name a few, um, youth on their own come, um, the Salvation Army comes, you know, it's just the reservations come, the Tahana Odom, the San Carlos, we have just a, a, a wide range of people, anyone that serves people in need, mm -hmm. um, your veterans Escalante, veterans transitional housing community comes, just whoever works with people that have pets. Mm -hmm. So have you experienced uh, a big change in demand due to the pandemic? Enormous, an enormous change. And what's, you know, yes, the, the, the numbers went up dramatically during COVID. Mm -hmm. They are going up right now. Mm -hmm. Huge. I mean, the homelessness population, which we also have many people that come there that are homeless with pets. And that has grown enormously. 
even in the last three months, every single month, we're seeing more and more and more people in need. From what I've gathered, I was looking at uh, Cody's friend's website uh, that you have drop-offs for donations all over Tucson. I think there were 13 just in Midtown, which is my my stomping grounds. But big collection date is coming up, Pack the Pod. And so that's really what I'd like to kind of shift focus towards. Uh, what can you tell me about this upcoming event? So it's a pet food drive. And it is November 13th, Saturday, November 13th from 8 to 4. If you're on the west side of town, you can drop off your donation at Cody's Friends, which is 4702 North Flowing Wells. If you're on the east side of town, you can drop off your donations that day at the Hermitage Cat Shelter, which is 5278 East 21st Street. You can also donate online. You can go to www.codysfriends.org. You can donate online anytime, but you can also donate that specific day. And if you stop by, you can register to win some amazing prizes too. You can enter to win. So there's a lot going on that day. And, and we truly, truly appreciate uh, you know, the community support, because that's the way we're able to do what we do. So when you accept those cash donations, what all is that used for? Obviously, pet food. Are there any other aspects of pet care that you help with? You know, the number one thing is pet food. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because that's survival. Mm -hmm. You know, that's with, uh, there's a lot of things that a, that a pet shouldn't go without but can but food is is instrumental mm -hmm. the other thing that we focus on and that that is very important is spay neuter so when people come to cody's friends and they need pet food we're going to find out if they have spay neuter certificates and if they don't and they have pups or, or you know dogs or cats that then we're going to help them with low cost or no cost spay neuter resources in our community those connections for people. Those connections, but, but yeah, pet food. And you know what? We, we truly, truly, we try to go a step beyond just handing people a bag of pet food. We're going to find out what kind of dogs they have, the size of their dogs and the age of their dogs. If they, if you have a senior Chihuahua that's 16, we're going to try to get you some canned pet food because that's what's going to sustain that, that dog. Um, if you have a puppy that's growing and, you know, and, and, we're going to try to get them puppy food. So we, we truly take each person that comes as, you know, someone that's, that's very important and their pets are very special. And we want to make sure and try to get them exactly what they need, if at all possible. Mm -hmm. and, and there is a big difference between, you know, like the puppy chow and then for your senior, senior pet, for sure. So when you're collecting donations, do you try to um, encourage like a mix of types of food? You know, honestly, we'll take anything. Mm -hmm. A full belly is better than nothing than an empty one. And so whether it's, you know, it, it does not matter. It's just pet food. Um, any kind of dog food, any kind of pet food is very, very, very much appreciated. Do you have a goal for this upcoming uh, pet food drive, the Pack the Pod on November 13th? Our goal is 10,000 pounds of food because it's our 10th anniversary. Um, if we go over that, we will, we will be thrilled. But, but if we can get to 10,000 pounds, and the reason is because we've been asked to, do, to provide pet food for the Salvation Army and the Gospel Rescue Mission Thanksgiving banquets. And then we also do their Christmas banquets as well every year. So that over and above all of the need that's all that we're already 
working with every week at Cody's Friends, it, it really tips the scales. And so the need for additional pet food has never been greater. Did you do the, the pet food drive last year for 2020? Well, you know, because of COVID, different events that we typically would do, we weren't able to. Um, you know, we, we weren't able to draw a lot of people into one location, of course, as a, as a lot of, you know, things change. So no, we, we were not able to do it, but we were, you know, we kept our donation boxes out and, and then also we have a number of people that just show up at Cody's friends with pet food because they've been following us for years and they know how much we need the, the help. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like you mentioned, it's more than just the pet food drive. It's, it's also a bit of an event of, you know, gathering with like-minded people. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Uh, what's included? Oh my goodness. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a giveaway. Okay. <laughs> so you, you enter to win. Mm -hmm. um, we have a beautiful Diana Madera's uh, reproduction from her gallery. We have um, gift cards from Sullivan Steakhouse, Lucky Wishbone, Outback Steakhouse, uh, the Gaslight Theater. We actually have a free dental from the Santa Cruz Veterinary. Uh, that includes all the blood work and everything that to make that up. We've got, you know, a donations from Mary Kay Cosmetics, from uh, Make a Difference Crafts, from Plated Again Silver. So there's so many opportunities for people to win, you know, a lot of people to win. And so we've even got a, a 72 inch cat tower that's going to be in the drawing. So it's going to be a lot of fun and there's going to be a lot of winners and we just appreciate everybody coming out and being a part of it. And all it takes to get entered in is dropping off a donation at one of the locations. They can stop by and enter to win. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add on? I think the only other th the thing that, that makes this very important is the fact that, as one food bank said to me, you know, when a, someone comes for a sandwich in the afternoon, I, we can watch them and 20 feet away, we're going to see them bend over and, and share that sandwich with their pet. But now when they leave us, they leave with a sandwich in one hand and a bag of pet food from Cody's friends in the other. So most people in need are also food insecure. And by providing them with pet food, we're also able to ensure that those people don't have to share what little food that they have for themselves. Um, the other point is that for many people, their pet is their only family. It's their only friend. It's their companion. So we want to make sure that, that they're able to provide for that pet, keep them in, <laughs> keep mm -hmm. them off the street, keep them out of the shelter and keep them with their best friend. Well, before I let you go, will you just go over again, the need to knows about this upcoming pack the pod food drive? Absolutely. When is it? It is Saturday, November 13th from eight to four. They can drop off anyone in the community can drop off pet food at Cody's Friends, 4702 North Loin Wells, or at the Hermitage Cat Shelter, which is 5278 East 21st Street. We appreciate any and all pet food. If you have pet food at home that your dog hasn't eaten and it's in the original bag, you can bring that too. So it doesn't have to be new. It, and, and also, you know, if you have used or new supplies you want to bring, we'll take those two that day. Also, if, if you want to go, if you can't make it that day, you can go to codysfriends.org online and donate anytime online. It doesn't just have to be that day. It can be now. And we'll purchase pet food 
with that donation. 100% of your donation right now will go to pet food for people in need during this holiday season. Well, Amber, I really appreciate you taking this time to uh, just actually teach me a little bit about Cody's Friends Charity, how you got started, and definitely about this upcoming Pack the Pot event. 10,000 pounds, that's the goal. 10,000. <laughs> well, I'll jump for joy. <laughs> we will let you know. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking this time to get us all up to date with uh, what's coming up here. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for caring enough to, uh, to find out and, and helping. We appreciate your help in getting the word out. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. That was Amber Allen from Cody's Friends Charity talking about the upcoming Pack the Pod Pet Food Drive next Saturday, November 13th. If you're a part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to us by email publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs, all one word, at azlotus.com. For more information about Lifestyle Tucson or to listen back to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, klpx.com, kfma.com, or espntucson.com.